Welcome to the Sacred Soul Podcast. Your soul is sacred. Your soul is sacred. Your soul is so sacred. I'm your host, Vanessa Soul. Welcome back to the Sacred Soul Podcast. I am your host, Vanessa Soul. Today is a solo episode, but hey, it is very impactful. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about my passion for IFS therapy. And IFS stands for Internal Family Systems. And so I highly encourage that you find time to finish this or come back to it or or really, really make sure you have some kind of takeaway from today's discussion, because it's just so juicy in my opinion. And so IFS, it stands for Internal Family Systems. It was founded by Richard Swaltz. And sometimes we refer to IFS as part work. And I'm going to give you a casual identification, and then I'm going to go into some more organized thought around it. So it will help you understand. And might I add, whether you have heard of IFS therapy or part work before, and you feel like you kind of know what it is, please stick around for this episode because I find that people kind of just know bits and pieces about IFS and they don't really know um, as much as they can. And so, um, you know, we don't know what we don't know. (laughs) And sometimes people don't stick with IFS therapy long enough, or maybe they don't even sign up for it in the beginning because they're just not sure on how helpful it could be. And then even if you are doing IFS therapy or you've done it in the past, uh, with a therapist or with a facilitator, or I, I do it so much so often with many of my clients. And so even if you've done it, um, and you participated in it, you're going to gain a lot more insight that will help you connect the work that you've done. So if you worked with like three or five of your parts with me or with someone else or your therapist, and you went through the steps This is going to be a more general, broad conversation to help you connect the dots and make sense of what you've done inside your sessions. Okay, so my hope is that this will be really valuable and inspiring and eye-opening and also give us, um, just help us maintain our faith within ourselves and our healing processes and our restoration back to the self. So IFS part work. Oh, gosh. I love this practice. I truly, truly do. And I got to say, it's, it's, it's one of the main tools in conjunction with, you know, people who know me, you guys know, I'm a fanatic about human design and energy work and shamanic healings and uh, EFT tapping. And I, some of some of those modalities, I've um, done a deep dive. I'm a crazy researcher, so I've trained myself and other ones I've just got formally trained in those modalities to become an expert and to share those with uh, the people that I, I love, the people that I know in my business and my clients, everything. And even with all those other modalities that I appreciate and love so much, like human design, I really love human design. Like I really love human design. Uh, but IFS, I'm crazy about IFS. Like I will go nuts. Like <laughs> if, if I went on a date and someone wanted to talk about IFS therapy, that would be the perfect date. <laughs> All right. I would geek out for hours. Okay. So enough of the teasers. 
how I would like to casually identify IFS is it, or part work, right? Same, same thing is it's a way for us to access the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind. It's a way for us to access all of those unconscious behaviors that we have picked up along the way in our lives in order to um, survive through life, in order to operate under certain circumstances, in order to receive love um, from our family, in order to get attention, in order to get fed, in order to get sheltered. You know, we have we are spiritual beings in a human experience. And our soul needed to be protected. Our soul came into this human vessel. And the requirement for the soul was that it needed the psyche, parts of the mind to organize itself, to protect the soul, to protect the self, the true self, the true self. Because we are here in this 3D reality. Because we're not in the ninth dimension anymore when we come here. We're not in the fifth dimension. Um, well, that's debatable. We're not, I'm just going to complete the thought. We're not in the fifth dimension when we come down to the third dimension. Again, that's debatable, right? We're shifting into other dimensions in this reality. But nevertheless, the soul has a requirement that when it comes into this um, vehicle, for the soul, it needs the mind to organize itself and maybe even, not maybe, certainly compartmentalize itself so that it can juggle all the different energies and dynamics and relationships and experiences and roles and all the things that are a part of our life experience. I think it's safe to say that life is not easy, <laughs> right? I can't be the only one that thinks that life is not easy. We come here for challenge. We come here for growth. We come here to learn about ourselves. We come here to learn about options and who are we when we have these options? What will, what will we choose when someone shows us an apple and an orange? Will we choose the orange or will we choose the apple? Right. And so the mind organizes itself into these compartments. This is the unconscious mind. And uh, some of these parts within us, they are protecting us, right? So have you ever kind of realized that you have an alter ego that comes out when it needs to defend you, right? You might have experienced like this alter ego that comes out <laughs> and it almost feels like a different person, right? You could be driving on the highway and someone cuts you off. And next thing you know, you get road rage and you turn into this other personality when that situation happens. That's an example of a part of your psyche that has taken on that role, right? It's organized itself into that role to defend you at all costs. If, if your life um, if something about you was threatened, maybe it was your space, your peace, um, you know, could have been your safety. If that car almost hit you as it kind of like cut you off and got in the lane in front of you, whatever it is. And so you have this part of you, this personality that comes out during that time. That could be a protector part. It could be a manager part there. It could be a firefighter part. We kind of categorize these parts into different buckets in IFS therapy. 
And that part is not so much important right now. Um, just the important part is to recognize that we have these different parts of us that come online and influence our behaviors, our emotions, our choices, our actions, our words. Not to say that we're not in control. And the whole point of IFS is to become more self-led when we bring these unconscious behaviors to our awareness. Okay. And so it's not like, just to make that clear, it's not like, oh, I get road rage when this alter ego comes on and that I'm just going to use as an excuse and I'm just not going to try to do better, right? I'm just going to allow my road rage to come on and I could flip the person off and yell at the window and do all the things because it's just another personality that's trying to defend me. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could just roll with it like that, or you could observe and be like, interesting, interesting, you know, and just kind of sit with that and see what else arises when you acknowledge that you have different parts within you and they're all operating towards a certain agenda for a certain reason. Some of these parts are burdened by things that have happened in your life. Some of these parts are fearful of, of something happening. And so they're trying to prevent that from happening to you. So they take on these roles within you, right? So there's so many different ways, these roles, these parts of us can operate. Now, if you're listening to this, you might be thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds like multiple personality disorder. <laughs> and this is not, we're not talking about someone who clinically has um, multiple personality disorder. I do recognize that as a real thing. I have, um, you know, someone in my family that had schizophrenia for a period of time. They've actually snapped out of it by now. Um, and I know schizophrenia is not the same thing as multiple personality disorder. They might be clinically, they might be slightly different in definition. Um, but I think that they could be experienced similar, similarly by the people around the person who has that condition. Okay. So I, so I said that to say, I know what it's like to experience someone um, who is clinically experiencing some mental illness that completely takes over their mind. But this is not what IFS is. IFS does acknowledge that we do have multiple parts of us that take on roles and again, they influence personality. They can influence behavior. They can influence choices. Um, but we are these multiple parts and they're all meant to serve the actual self, the soul, the true self. These parts, their job is like, okay, let's protect the soul of Vanessa. The human is Vanessa and you know, she's doing her day to day, but the soul is still experiencing certain lessons, certain um, things from uh, themes from past lives or future lives that Vanessa is, you know, somehow connected to. And it's going to connect to her bigger experience in the spiritual plane. 
as a spiritual being. She's going to gain some kind of um, higher knowledge by having this incarnation as Vanessa's soul. And my real name is Vanessa Spiva, right? So, but those parts agree to be the, the logical or again, just helping me navigate the 3D and protecting myself or managing myself and really protecting the soul. Especially, especially when drama and trauma happens. Now I want to be clear. These this this IFS therapy is not only limited to people who have gone through tough things in life. So you don't have to be traumatized or dramatized or have drama in your life in order to have multiple parts. We all have multiple parts, even if you feel like you have had minimal drama and minimal trauma in your life. Okay. Um but it's really helpful. These, the, I have so much gratitude for the parts of the mind that take on the burden of our dramas and traumas because it actually protects the soul. And in my line of work, the way that I do I, IFS, and I do it differently than traditional therapists because I'm an energetic person, I'm a spiritual person. I could pretty much, my intuition is tied into the other person's subconscious. I could pick up on things a lot faster um, and efficiently and just kind of guide the conversation where we need to go without a lot of the, the looping. Um, but these parts are so valuable because they protect the soul. And then when we, in my line of work, when we un- or the way that I do my work, I'll say that instead of my line of work. The way that I do my work is I strive to unburden these parts if they're burdened by things. And typically some of these parts that are driving some of our behaviors and actions that are not beneficial to us anymore, and it's driving us into destruction or it's driving us into confusion, or we just you know, we're not happy with our lives or we're frustrated or we're bitter. And we're like, how did I get here? This is so hard. What is going on? Typically it's something that we're, we're doing not always, but typically it's something that we're doing some a way that we're behaving a way that we're believing some of our beliefs are tied to this, right? So we need to unpack it and see, okay, what are, what are our blocks? What are, what's the drama? What's the trauma? What are the burdens and which parts of Vanessa's psyche are hanging on to burdens from the past. And then the way that I do this is I unburden the parts that need to be unburdened. If they are hanging on to a drama or trauma from five years old, from 10 years old, from me being in the wound or whatever it is, I create a relationship with that part. I'm using myself as an example, but obviously I do this. It's best. It's easier when I'm doing it with another person. And I'm doing this for a client, right? Or for whoever is around me. And we unburden the parts. So that way, and it's not to get rid of these parts. These parts are not bad. Even, even if the, the, the behavior or um, the belief or the action is causing some kind of unwanted or unfortunate circumstance. Like, you know, with my clients, I've seen, you know, their habit for cheating on their partner is a part of them that has abandoned, you know, the, they're burdened by abandonment or, or fear or of being left alone or being undesired or something, right? And that's a burden that that part is carrying. And now it's impacting the person's behavior. 
And now this person feels like, oh my gosh, I just can't be faithful to my husband or I can't be faithful to my wife. And I want to be, and I just, I just don't know what to do. I, I make a commitment to myself. And then the next week I'm breaking that commitment already. You right. They feel like they're just sabotaging. And so that's like an example where we can go in and we could say, okay, what part of so-and-so is responsible for this behavior? What is this part's fear? What is this part trying to do? How is this part trying to protect you? How is this part trying to manage your life? Or what aspect of your life are they trying to manage? Or is this part trying to put out a fire? Is it trying to do damage control? Like what is really going on here? And what from your past experience is this part hanging on to that's keeping them in this cycle, keeping them in this loop? And once we identify that, friends, wow, can I tell you, this is the fastest, deepest, most sustainable transformation I have ever ever freaking seen in the people that I work with. Okay. And for anyone who's new to me, I'm not a licensed therapist. I do not subscribe to traditional therapy. I know it works for a lot of people. I have clients that are traditional therapists and they're amazing at what they do. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, it wasn't effective for me when I was going to, to traditional therapists or to, to traditional therapy. And, and I know that I'm here to revolutionize what's already here. So I'm, there's no reason for me to um, participate in the talk, the, the traditional talk therapy. I'm here to kind of bring a new flavor, a new level, a new way of being, a new thought process, a new perspective to some of the tools that are here or amplify the tools that are like IFS that amplify, or excuse me, that um, that provide a different perspective so that we could be more effective in how we relate to ourselves, more effective in how we reconnect to ourselves, more effective in how we uh, participate in transformation. And so again, this is just the most effective tool when it comes to resolving issues from the past and releasing you from the past dramas. Um, we can take the wisdom from those past dramas without being burdened by it. Mm. I don't know if I've ever said it like that before. We can take the wisdom from past dramas without continuing to be burdened by those same past dramas. Okay. So let me shift here. Hopefully this is landing with you. So I gave the example of someone having, you know, um, loyalty issues in their committed relationship, right? Assuming they were agree, agreeing to be in a monogamous relationship. And I, I use that example as a part so we can get to the bottom of that kind of behavior. And that's just one example, but IFS can be so helpful for someone who feels like they don't really need healing, honestly. And then it could also be, it could be just as effective for the same person who is at rock bottom and they feel like they're suicidal. They feel like they're battling addictions. They're like, their life is falling apart. They have a sex addiction, a sex addiction, addiction. Oh my gosh, a sex addiction. <laughs> I kept saying addiction. A sex addiction that is tearing their family apart or gambling. I, I had a client that had a gambling attachment or so many things. 
Um, funny enough, I had a part of my psyche that had a real issue with filing taxes. <laughs> I mean, I laugh at it right now with you. I mean, it got pretty bad. There was like four years. I, I just did not file my taxes and I was, I was so shameful of it. I was beating myself up. I, I just, I was crying about it. I like, I just felt like I was at war with myself. And I was like, this is so silly. I'm such a responsible person. I pay, I pay bills. I make money. Like I, like it's, you know, there, there was nothing really stopping me. It was just like a psychological block. And I, I pinpointed it to one of my parts. Um, just kind of wanting to rebel against the, the government. Right. <laughs> and for anyone who might've heard my story, that's very ironic because I went to school for politics and government. And, um, I have two degrees and then I worked for a short period of time for a congressperson. And so it, I don't know. I just had this resentment towards government and, and policy and the way things were being ran. And I just, a part of my psyche just didn't want to file taxes. And I spent so much, I wasted so much time. Why well, I don't, I shouldn't even say I wasted. It was actually, it was actually insightful to waste time, right. To understand that, oh gosh, I'm really procrastinating on this thing. I need to unpack this because I knew I wasn't lazy. I knew I wasn't irresponsible. Although I was kind of beating myself up about it. I was being really hard on myself because at, at the end of the day, I just didn't understand what I was doing. And I'm like, this is so silly. Like I'm here to create my own reality and I'm creating this, this, this energy that is unresolved, you know, being, being out to date with something, it didn't feel good. Anyway, I won't go too much into that, but hopefully you could understand how some of these parts can, and they're not all bad. It, actually, none of them are bad. <laughs> none of them are bad. There are no bad parts. Richard Swaltz has a really good concept of, of teaching people that there are no bad parts. These parts mean well, again, they're trying to protect you from something. They're, they're doing a job that they probably feel is necessary. Okay. And when you start to work with someone to unpack these parts, they kind of feel like little people all within your own mind. And that's okay. Again, this is not multiple personality disorder. You will be able to stay uh, conscious and aware and, and, and somewhat self-led, especially if, if you're working with the right person for you. Um, you won't go crazy doing this practice and it, it, it might feel a little awkward. Sure. Yeah. You know, whatever, breathe through the discomfort, do hard things, get over it. Not everything in life is going to be super easy. Um, some people get a little frustrated within the first session. Cause they're like, ah, this is just so different. I don't know if I'm doing this right. I'm just like, Hey, chill out. You're exactly where you are. You're in good hands. I'm here for you. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm obsessed with this modality. <laughs> I know how to, I know how to help you navigate it. There's no way that we can get stuck in this process. No way that we can get stuck in this process. It is that brilliant. Richard Swaltz was downloaded probably with this amazing modality that the universe gave us to help us uh, navigate the psyche, the soul. Mm. Oh my God, I was going to go somewhere else with this. Like I was going to go down a rabbit hole, but I'm going to keep this. I'm going to reel it back in. Okay, so now I want to go into some organized thoughts. So that's that's the introduction, right? Here are some five assumptions 
these are the basics within IFS. This, this is what IFS assumes. And I've kind of touched on this a little bit, but I'm going to put it in an organized list here. So number one, IFS assumes that we are all multiple. I went through that pretty thoroughly. Again, not multiple personality disorders, but we do have different uh, roles or, or compartments of our psyche that have taken on certain jobs and roles within us. Second one, IFS believes that there are that we have an authentic self within each person, right? So below or beneath or above or where, where, however you want to say it, somewhere within you, beyond these parts that have taken on these roles, there is an authentic self at the core of this. Think of an onion. At the core of an onion, uh, side note, in IFS, we actually don't use onion analogies. We typically use garlic bulb analogies. But for this one, I'm choosing to use an onion analogy. At the core of the onion is your authentic self, the true self, the soul that came here for your soul purpose, your soul mission, your soul lessons, all of it. <laughs> okay. And those layers on the outside of the onion are all the, the managers and the protectors and the firefighters and all the other parts that are trying to protect the soul and just kind of like keep it, keep it sheltered until that soul is really ready to blossom and that authentic self is ready to shine and to come out until it's mature enough to be self-led. And it's not just about being mature enough to be self-led. It's about at some point in time, you have to have the awareness. You have to subscribe to the consciousness, to the belief that you actually have an authentic self and that you actually have to admit and recognize that you have not been living in the authentic self. And you actually have to recognize and observe that you have been living in these protective personalities that you think is your core personality. It's not, it's not, you are not the per you, your soul is not the same part of you that gets road rage or that got violent with someone in your past or that did this or that did that. That is not your authentic self. That's just a part of your psyche that kind of went rogue again, no bad parts, but it just kind of carried out its own agenda to, to produce some kind of result. Okay. Um, so back to the thing. Now, I think I was on number two. There is a core authentic self within each person. The self is categorized as compassion, wisdom, and confidence. Right. So that road rage and all the other things, it, those don't fall into the compassion, wisdom and confidence. That's how we know it's not the true self. It's a protective thing. It's a it's an ego driven thing. And I don't think the ego is bad. And I don't think we need to to strive to get rid of our ego and IFS. Our egos are like our managers and we get multiple. They just need to be reprogrammed. We just need to build a relationship with our ego. Give it the give it the update. If you're a different person, let your ego know that it needs to adjust to the new program. Okay. I'm making this sound really easy, but when you work with me or someone who knows what they're doing, it will feel easy because you'll just follow the guidance. You won't have to guess or just try to figure out how to do any of this. Okay. Number three, the goal in IFS is to establish a trusting relationship between the self, right? The authentic self, the soul and the parts. 
And in order to do that, we need to have open communication, collaboration, and paving the way for healing within your internal world. And again, licensed therapists, they do this practice. So if you need, if you're interested in this and you need to work with someone that will take insurance, find somebody that works for you. Or if you, if this is resonating for like a friend or a family member, you're like, oh my God, I think that will help my, my friend. They could find someone um, who does this, right? That, that whatever will work for them. However, being an intuitive um, and being for myself, being I'm in the spiritual world, I'm in the energetic world all at the same time, it could really help with this number three, the communication, the collaboration, paving the way for healing with these parts in the self. Spirituality and, and the energetics really helps with this part, okay? If you're willing to go outside of... Uh, regular therapy for this. Number four, IFS honors positive intentions for each part, even though the parts might be causing stress or tension in the person's life. There are no bad parts. This is, this is one of the beliefs of IFS. Number four, it's really important to hone in on this, right? Like I said earlier, these parts mean well, they just don't know that there's another way to get a similar outcome. Think of it. It's like the person at the job that is trying to, you know, get a sale done and they're, they're trying to get the sale done in the most inefficient way possible. Right. And maybe they're not using technology or email or anything to help them with their sales process. They want a result. You want the result, but that employee is like doing it a completely different way. That's kind of how you can kind of see these parts, except typically the, the consequences are behaviors and actions that were that are kind of negative or we we don't you know they they impact other people they might hurt other people and then we kind of feel guilty about it right um so anyway these parts have good intentions we just need to understand more about them and what they're trying to achieve and why right and is it even necessary anymore and that's where the healing comes in when we remove the burden from some of these parts you will, these parts, some of these parts will need to latch on or attach themselves to a certain outcome. And that's where the collaboration comes in because we can update that part's role to what you want to consciously create in your life. Mm, all right, friend. All right. Stay with me. Stay with me. Doing great. Almost there. Number five, all parts can be healed and transformed. All parts can release the burdens that they are keeping within them that are causing those unwanted behaviors, actions, or beliefs. This is the hardest thing for people to believe when they're not familiar with IFS therapy, but this is the easiest thing for people to, to believe and to, um, and to pass on to others when they have went through the process themselves right? At least with me, I can't speak for how other people do this practice. I really can't. Um, some people actually not going to go there <laughs> anyway, can't speak to how other people do it, but, um, but you know, if you're curious, get some of Richard Swoltz. <laughs> um, I always pronounce his name funny, get some of his books, his materials and, and read through it. Right. If you're really, really interested, um, but if you don't have time for that and uh, and you're just ready to to get support and healing in, in a way that you never have before and finally get out of the loops that you're in, just 
find someone who resonates with you and just trust the process. You don't have to overload yourself with a bunch of research. You don't have to know much, right? You just need to be open, willing, uh, and willing to being guided. That's it. Just show up, show up and make sure you're, you're, you're choosing someone that really resonates with you. Someone that you feel, um, comfortable with maybe, but, but someone who, uh, you feel that can hold space and support you. All right. So that is, those are the basics of IFS therapy, the five assumptions, the goal in IFS. Again, I'll reiterate, it's to get the person to become self-led because when we are self-led, we are not participating in the behaviors, beliefs, and actions and stories that are producing unwanted events, unwanted situations, unwanted circumstances. Now we're co-creating with the universe from a completely different healed space. Woo. And it's powerful. It's potent. It's like, oh my God, life is getting juicy. I love to ask people, who are you without your blocks? Who are you without that block that you're thinking about right now? Without that thing that you were struggling with last weekend, without that argument that you um, that you didn't handle handle in the right way, and you felt shame or guilt about it. Who are you without? And they're not mistakes. They're not. They're they're beautiful wisdom lessons learned. But whatever you feel like is blocking you from from love, from your purpose, from abundance. Uh, from experiences, from traveling, from, from nurturing yourself. Who are you without that block? I can tell you who you are unlimited, but we can't see how unlimited we actually are because our protective personalities have our true self in a bind and then we can't shine. And we don't know what we're capable of. We believe that we are our limits. So who are you without your blocks and your burdens? And that's not, that question is not meant to be answered. It's meant to be rhetorical, but guess what? Doing something, if this resonates with you, what I'm talking about, IFS, it can show you who you are without your blocks and your burdens and all the drama and the crap that has uh, distorted your view of life, distorted your view of reality, distorted your view of faith and the universe in God or like whatever, sexuality, money, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like there's an energetic war happening and there's a lot of distortions, you know, separation, a lot of things. Okay. Next thing I want to go into are the eight C's in IFS. And these are some of, so the goal in IFS again is to become more self-led. What does that mean? Well, it means really helping you step into these eight C's because when you can really embody the energy of these eight C's, I'm going to go through the list on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, you are fully in co-creator mode. You're no more living a default life. You are no more participating in your blocks and burdens to the point to where it's keeping you stuck. You still might have a few of them coming in and out, but you're not going to be a victim to yourself. You're not going to be at war with yourself like you have been in the past. Something's really going to click and open up for you. Okay. The eight C's. Number one, curiosity. A lot of times we're stuck because we're not using our curiosity and we're so stuck in doubt, right? So 
Curiosity will help you get more into the true self. Number two, compassion. A lot of times we can't have compassion for ourselves. We have so much blame and we're so hard on ourselves and we just can't realize that we were doing that. Well, we were doing the best that we could at that time with the knowledge that we have, with the energy that we had, with the resources that we had. Compassion. When you start to have more compassion for yourself, whoo, you're just not the same person anymore in the best way possible. So compassion will help you become more self-led. Number three, clarity. Mm. A lot of times when our parts are unchecked and we're not communicating with them and we don't have a relationship with our parts and we don't know about this IFS therapy, we could feel really confused. We could have a real lack of clarity in our lives in almost every area, right? And just feeling kind of lost or just feeling frustrated or bitter because it's just like lack of clarity. So clarity will help you come into the true self. Number four, connectedness with yourself and other people. The more that you could really hone into this energy, it will help you stay and maintain uh, the energy of the true self. And then the next one is creativity. A lot of times we're stuck because we're not willing to be creative because of fear or habit or social conditioning or whatever. But when you allow your creativity to come through, oh, boo, mm whole nother person, <laughs> you will start solving your problems like never before because you'll have creativity that's not controlled by fear. It's inspired by possibility. Mm. Oh, that felt good. Number six, courage. Many times, I mean, think about your life. There was times where we were just stuck in trauma responses. Again, uh, those those uh, parts of ourselves didn't want to use courage. They they froze. They wanted to disassociate. They wanted to go drink. They wanted to go do drugs. It's like, and now we think it's us that's self sabotaging ourselves with alcohol and drugs. It's a part of you. It's a part of you. It's not the soul. It's not the true self. That's not your authentic self. That's not who you are. You were doing that to survive. Let's pull you out of that. Let's let's unburden that part. So you could thrive. Your true self will help you thrive. The authentic self, that's the thrival part of you that wants to come online. Courage will help you get there. Number six. Okay. Number seven, confidence. Mm, we have been programmed to be insecure, to dim our light, to feel guilty or egotistical or narcissistic when we appreciate ourselves or when we congratulate ourselves for for being in alignment or for doing something valuable um people have shamed other people for feeling confident so there's there could be so much baggage around that but guess what that's a resource that's a tool that is part of the authentic self and when you start to decode your life unburden your life move out those blocks you will come into more confidence and if you, if you're someone who has really struggled with confidence over the course of your life, and even today, even though you might've made progress, but you're like, mm, I have I'm still like kind of, you know, somewhat struggling with confidence. Imagine right now, close your eyes. How different would your life be if you were able to rate yourself 10 out of 10 on daily confidence? 
It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? You'd be unstoppable, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, you would. And you have that confidence within you. You just don't know or recognize that it's naturally there because of some of your parts that have uh, taken on roles that might contradict the confidence that you naturally have. But it's there. Believe me. Next one, calm. Calmness. This is huge. This is huge. This one for me, oh my gosh. I just, I felt like there was no way for me to be calm because I had been in survival mode for so long. And also, you know, I'm the energetic person in my household and I felt like I just absorbed everyone's stress and anxiety and calmness was very, it felt it, I, my reality was very distorted. I thought it was the most elusive thing that I would never reach until one day I realized that the true self is naturally calm. It was the parts of me that were stuck in burdens that were fearful of something before I reprogrammed my, my parts, before I developed a relationship with them, they were, they felt it was necessary to protect me through stress and anxiety and panic attacks and nightmares and flashbacks. They thought that was helpful. I get it. I'm so grateful for my parts, man. They've been along for the ride. Okay. But calmness is like, that was probably, I don't know if that's been the biggest shift for me. Probably, I'm looking at the list, probably, if I had to pick one, that was probably the the one where I made the most progress. Um, and, and for my clients too, that's, that's typically a popular one where people feel like it's just not there on most days until we really start to do this work. And okay, so those are the five C's and um, I was going to go through the five P's, uh, but we don't have time today, um, but I'll just list them and, and I, I won't be able to explain how useful they are, um, but I'll just say the five P's in IFS is patience, presence, persistence, perspective, and playfulness. These are like the tools that we can use as we are uh, collaborating and understanding our parts. And this helps us really, those, those five P's help us really build a, um, a sustainable and collaborative relationship with these parts so that eventually these parts will shift out of roles that are expired and no longer needed and shift into higher vibrational roles that are more valuable to who we are becoming and who our true self wants to be and how our authentic self wants to express its gifts here on earth as a spiritual being having a human experience. Hopefully this was insightful. Connect with me if you want to connect with me. In the show notes, I have an option to just um, book a casual 15-minute call. Like there's no, it's not a discovery call. It's not, I mean, you could book a discovery call if you are thinking about working with me, but that 15-minute call is just a way for me to connect with my listeners um, again, I have re I have uh, started this podcast. I've launched it, you know, for the first time 
last month, I think, I don't know how many weeks I'm in. Um, I think I'm like six or seven or eight episodes that have been released thus far. And uh, yeah, I just want to connect to people who are becoming a part of my community that I just started to create with my message and this podcast and the perspectives that I'm putting out there. So please connect with me. If you haven't already, you can hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, message me. I'm very accessible and I will always be accessible to people who want to connect with me. Um, and again, there's that 15 minute call. It's not a sales call. Uh, it's just a way for us to connect and we can chat about some of the episodes that you, that really resonated with you if you want. Okay. Share this episode with someone who can use it, who needs to understand IFS, or maybe you think that it might be a good tool for where they're at in their lives. Share this episode with them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for working on yourself. Thank you for expanding your consciousness. So much love to you. Uh, With the outro, I just do a breath together. Um, So feel free to join me in that breath. Be intentional with taking that breath and that outro. Really allow uh, your inhale to become slow, allowing your belly to expand all the way. And then slow exhale just to complete your energy investment with this episode. Much love. Namaste. Take a breath with me on the count of three. One, two, three. And exhale.